Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello and welcome to Trust the Tape, episode three. Three! Not episode 10,971. Don't trick anybody out there. Episode three of the 2020 version of Trust the Tape, Jeff Cavanaugh at JC1053 on Twitter, alongside the great Brian Broadus at Brian Broadus on ola, Twitter. Ola, ola. He of the actual running NFL drafts and working in front offices. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Why am he I here of, with why am I here with you then? I must not actual, have been very good at that, huh? Yeah, you it's, I'll be honest, Brian. It's probably because you're very blunt. You know, you I think I got in trouble. I did, get, I did get in trouble a lot for being too blunt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pe- people don't like my bluntness. Yeah. That's okay. That's why. How do you, did you? Did you? Well, let me ask you real quick. And hey, thanks for having me on again. As always, not, not thanks for having you on. You're the co-host. Oh, you're okay. going to be here every week. I appreciate that too. <laughs> but when did you realize that I was so blunt? When, when in, dra- in the drafting world, when when we were starting, when it did didn't you- take long because at first I thought um, you went from being kind of intimidated by me to being yeah. like "f you," Broadus. Yeah. I am not. I am not putting up with that. Crap. Yeah, at first I thought you were just kind of a mean guy. Yeah. And then um, through therapy, I learned there's nothing wrong with being <laughs> assertive and whatever it is that you think, go ahead and own that. And I was like, oh, Brian's just really comfortable with what he thinks. He just he owns everything he thinks. Oh. And so now I that realize is, that's why I, that's why I'm working with you today because yeah, yeah. I, I instead of keeping my big fat mouth shut, I should have just you know I, that's what I should have done, and I'd probably be. Sitting in a war room right now trying to figure out senior bowl tape, right? Yeah, you could have yes sir, no sir your way yeah, to stay at the top. Uh, <laughs> it just didn't work out for didn't you. Didn't work out for me that well, did it? All right. So the plan for today's Trust the Tape <laughs> God, is... what a buffoon. A lot of things. Um, Brian, you don't have a five-hour radio show every day? Yeah, how does that feel for you? At least at this point? Yeah. Oh, but he's breaking news? No, I'll just check back. <laughs> uh, but at least at this point, you don't. All right. Which means that you are ahead of me on the prospects. I'm currently at 41 players. No, no, no. It's because 41 you play, and climbing. It's because you play those games at I night. I have not played a video game in two weeks. You play games at night. I have not you, played you, a video you, game in two weeks. Folks, if you're out there listening, please encourage Jeff Knightley to watch tape and not play video games. I've been watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. They're out there saving the world. There you go. Uh, so you're more than 41 guys in. So on the docket today, we'll talk about some of these offensive tackles. Oh! Some of this offensive line. I'll tell you what. I treat offensive line like you treat quarterback, and I'm not ashamed to say it. I hate offensive linemen. You hate offensive linemen in general? You just hate evaluating them? I hate evaluating them because the Cowboys have offensive linemen, so I don't care about them. But, the, hey, we're a, But we're going to do the draft. We are a full-service drafting show here. It's not just about the Cowboys. Like, we got... Trust me, I got people reaching out to me. <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers fans, Philadelphia Eagle fans, Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans. Come on, man. Let's not just. I mean, I know what I know what our bread and butter is. Aren't here. tell me about these quarterbacks, Brian. I do them last. It's January. I'm going to get there. No, I'm I, getting there. But offensive linemen, you have to talk about. We're going to. I just have watched. Zero. Have, you, have you looked at the draft order and how many teams need? Uh, 
need an offensive tackle. Yeah, and I know already that um, Werfs and Wills mm. and Thomas and there's six dudes going in the first round, that, and that, I'm going to watch them. Get ready, man. This is You talk about your wide receivers being a deep position for first-round guys. This offensive tackle group is going to be fascinating in my book because – you know, they're, they're, to me, there there are some guys on this board, and and you know, we always kind of say, "Oh, is that too early to take a guy? Or you can't take that guy. You can't take this guy. You can't take that position." I think one of those positions you always feel comfortable with is taking offensive tackles, right? If yeah. you're a team, yeah, don't you, know, you always look for the early pick? I know when I was not pissing people off in a draft room, mm-hmm. the talk was what. What guy can you pick that's safe? What's the guy that's going to give you the most value for 10? A guard. Zach Martin. Yeah. 16. Did that did that drive you Done. nuts? By the no, way? I loved that pick. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, he's going to be really, really good. Because we, we weren't really on Manziel. KT was on Manziel. Yeah. That, yeah. that was back. We were on, uh, wait, our guy blocked Aaron Donald at the Senior yeah, Bowl and exactly. his tape is that pretty much flawless. Guy. This is a great pick. Exactly. But when you, when you start talking about these offensive tackles, especially, you know, I, I mean... They're gonna put. We're gonna have to throw a blanket over a bunch of these guys. But I bet you the order, you know, with with Wills and the, my kid from Iowa. I'm gonna mess up his Worfs. name. Worfs, and then Thomas from Georgia, Beckton. Beckton from Louisville, Jackson from USC, Josh Jones from Houston. Depending on what you think about him, this Isaiah Wilson's another guy from Georgia. I watched this kid from Boise, uh, Cleveland. He was kind of a probably he that he's probably more of a second round guy. Oh, you hated him. I did. I was not a huge fan of his. But I'm I'm talking about seven potential first round offensive tackles right there. Yeah, and I, okay, so people go a lot of different places for their draft Worfs. coverage, and I Worfs, right? Worfs, Worfs, yeah. W I R F S. Yeah, you know like what I mean, I, so, folks. I'm sorry, I butcher names. I, I'm the. Oh, get ready worst. for my Auburn corner. Yeah, I can't wait to learn his name. Yeah, I'll uh, buy a vowel, please. But you know, you see different mock drafts. I click on all the mock drafts. I'm a mock draft idiot. I love to just look through them and see what people think and what? see who ends up where. And oh, what would my choices Real be in quick, this draft? Would it drive you nuts to do mock draft? All the day, all the time. Those people get no. beat up on those mock drafts. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. The Daniel because, Jeremiah's bucket, yeah. but those guys get beat. You know what up else they get? Lot. Clicks. Yeah, that's people what, click. Listen, yeah, I've yeah. done some writing, and if I want to, I can do more writing yeah. for this particular draft. I just don't know if I have time. But uh, I might. People I might, click on those. I might pick you up on that one. People click on those. I might pick you up. I might uh, help you there. But what I wanted to do was. Uh, Talk a about a couple of these cats. Former Division One center here, Brian yeah. Broadus, back LSU. In the, back in the back in the back in the day, uh, when guys were small. <laughs> give me your order and a brief overview of of your view of these offensive tackles because I've seen them in all sorts of different orders. Yeah, you know, and and I need to figure out my order because I want to do them all first and then put them in order when I as I see them. But I feel like though, this Becton kid. From Louisville, you know, like three seventy. Yeah, well, three sixty-five, pretty close. Okay. Good job. Yeah. Six seven, three sixty-five. Reminds me very much of Flozell Adams. If you're a Dallas Cowboy fan out there, the mammoth offensive tackle that was at Michigan State that the Cowboys got in the second round. Same type of body, though. I mean, this guy is massive. He's a, and he's a left tackle. And people will say, "Oh, well, Broadus, he's six seven, three sixty-five." He's like the brown kid from Oklahoma. Oh, that, where the combine that, killed him. Yeah, where the combine bowler, killed basically. him off, and everybody's like, oh, he can't. He's only a right tackle. Yeah. He's too big. He's a right tackle. You know what? Don't believe that guy. This guy can play left tackle in the National Football League. And, and if people start talking that narrative, 
then they're not watching the tape. But this guy, you talk about somebody that comes off the ball with movement skills and somebody that's tough. He's a finisher. He tries to hurt defenders. I mean, seriously, he is one of those guys that comes off the ball and he's trying. He got. I was watching the Clemson tape. He is trying to. He got Clemson to, to quit. Two Clemson players up against him. They quit. Rush up. Just quit. You know, I'm not going to rush. I'm not going to try. But the way he's able to get up the field, rushers don't have a chance when he sits down on him. So that's 370, 365. Yeah, down. that moves. What like, am I going to do? Yeah, that moves so so well. When this guy he bends his knees, he plays with power. You know, I, I, I'm a lot of people have. Wills, the kid from Alabama, as their top guy. And I'll tell you what, he is not a bad player. Now, have you seen Wills, haven't you? Have I've you- seen some of Wills, and the thing that I've seen from him that I know is that dude moves a Jedrick lot Wills, better than yeah. an offensive lineman. Oh, no, <laughs> he, is, he, he is pretty. Yeah. He is pretty when you talk about And you know what? The guy's got some football intelligence. When you know when, when you see that guy, guys jump in the neutral zone, boom. He's quick. He's not going to let you like. Okay, you want to jump? You want to do my penalty, thank I'm you. taking my penalty, moving on, and that kind of stuff. But you know, this guy doesn't get fooled. Not out of position. You know, with knee bend, all the things hold his ground, upper and lower body strength. I thought though about him though, Jeff, more hand placement than punch. You know, I, I want to be. You got to be able to stop these rushers from getting up to the corner on you. And he's more of a hand placement guy than a puncher. And I bet you someone's going to have to say, hey, listen, bro, when those those guys in the NFL are screaming off the edge. You might not catch them. You might not catch that guy. You might want to punch and then settle like you need to. But, man, what a really nice player that he is. For okay, right there. so that's that's two of our offensive tackles on our way to, what, potentially five or six I, in the I, first round? Yeah, and, you know, I'm just like to say, I, I think this Andrew Thomas from Georgia, whew, there's another guy. But he's a 6'5", 318 guy. You know, these tackles, normal. Yeah, these tackles all have size. Left tackle, though, you can see this guy loves playing football because he tries to finish every play. You know, I mean, you mentioned these top guys, the Beckton's and stuff like that. He, Will, uh, Thomas is a guy that you watch him play at left tackle. He's tough. He's got power. He's smart. You know, he's aware of what's going on around him when you try and run twist stunts and things like that. They're passing it. He's in position. You don't see him get overextended. He could hold his guy along the line of scrimmage. You don't see him get knocked back. That's a lot of times these tackles, you watch them, and they're getting knocked back. Tackles are always responsible, guys, for the width of the pocket. You do not want a tackle that gets pushed down inside every single time. They're responsible for the width. The center and the guard are responsible for the depth. So if you're watching guys out there, if they're keeping guys wide in their tackles, that's a good thing. But if they're getting knocked back and the pocket is squeezing because of their play, that's a bad thing in an offensive tackle. But Thomas, this guy, doesn't he doesn't get knocked back at all. I mean, that that's what's been really impressive about him. Uh, you know, I was really, really, really impressed uh, uh, by him and what he was able to do. This Austin Jackson Here's another one. Number 73 plays left tackle for USC. 6-6-308-508 on that 40. So you could tell right there he's an athlete an athlete. I, I mean, I just love the way he goes about his game. I mean, everything is, you know, with the playing speed, the quickness out of his stance, the range, the lateral slide, things like that are just I mean, these tackles, I'm watching all these guys, and they're just they're big, they're athletic, they've got agility to them. That's what you want, man. You want guys that are say keep the width of the pocket, keep those rushers off these quarterbacks. 
This draft, like you said, has got six guys like that, and, and I'm sure we'd get down into to the second round. Like I said, I was watching a kid yesterday, this Ezra Cleveland from Boise, that felt like against Florida State. It was a good competition for him. Got a little tired. It was hot there in Tallahassee. Got a little wore down. Got a little lazy with his technique. But you know, there's 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 gonna be that's gonna be eight tackles in this draft that you know you're gonna have to look at. There'll probably be some more as we as we go further along here in that you know in that late uh, second round, third round, fourth round tackles. I mean, that's everybody's looking for tackles like they're looking for corners. And uh, I just threw out a couple names for you right there. That's great. Uh... And the more the merrier. They go in the top sixteen. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> the more if, the if you're a Cowboy fan or you're a fan in the middle of the board, if yeah. you're if you're one of those teams picking at twenty or back, because yeah. we always talk about where does the first round cutoff usually happen? Somewhere between eighteen and twenty two on those first round grades. So if you got twenty if you got twenty two names and you're picking at twenty three, you know, and you're sitting there thinking, am I going to get a first-round guy? And they throw in a bunch of those offensive tackles, and it starts driving, driving, driving a guy down yeah. to you maybe. Yeah. Maybe you'll get a guy you want. Okay, so offensive tackles, that's your very first primer on the offensive tackles There'll here on Trusted Take. more talking about that, by the way. Oh, yeah. And yeah. we've also got, uh, in this episode, we'll plan to talk about the local guys. If you are a, a Big 12 fan, the wide receiver group, those local guys. I know Tell you everybody had, we're in Dallas, Texas, right? We are in Dallas, Texas. Yeah, that's we're, we're locally. That's where Dallas, we're, Fort Worth. Dallas, you know, Fort Worth. Big yeah. reach. Yeah, like, big reach. this is a podcast. We're in the world. Yeah. We have the whole world. We have the whole world. But yeah, we're we're in big, uh, Big Twelve country. Uh, you have one center you wanted to mention today, don't you? Yeah, I, I do. And you know what? I mean, I, I these centers though. I feel like though that that's another one of those positions that you kind of look at and you say okay where are those guys are they from Wisconsin yeah well you know yeah this uh my, my man is a and again here's here's one of those deals where you know Broadus is going to tell you about a guy that is it's got a funny name to him but you got to remember this name buy a dish from from Wisconsin what's your confidence level that you said that right be be a dish be a dish. Be a dish. Be a dish. Be a dish. Be a dish is how you. That's how you say. Yeah. Again, I am. I'm just. I'm a guy. Look, got, I believe you. Yeah, I believe. Well, his name's Tyler. He's from there Wisconsin. So yeah, keep an eye on him. Uh, also, then my guy Kusenberry from LSU. Oh, another yeah. guy. Need to get some tape on Ruiz from Michigan, and then all Hennessy though from Temple. Some guys. There's some ten, some centers in this thing. But I don't think there's a first-round center. There's some people that will talk about Cushenberry from LSU as a first-round center, maybe late in the first round. Oh, you're tough on those LSU guys. No, 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 I'm not tough. No, I'm not tough on them. I'm not tough. But he's a guy that's a catcher. He's a that is not a dry blocker. That is a catcher right there. You know when it comes to it. So, uh, but the be a dish, uh, you know, we'll have to see probably late to. Third round guy for sure, uh, right there. When you're talking about the oh, center. so is Cushenberry your top center though? Cushenberry be my top center. Okay, because what happened though in in uh, when I was doing the centers, uh, you know, I, I I thought I thought that uh, Humphrey Creed Humphrey from yeah. Oklahoma was going to come out. He didn't. No, he went back. So Boomer Creed center. Humphrey, yeah, Creed Humphrey, the center from Oklahoma, is back at the the university there in Norman. Uh, so Cushenberry now becomes. Uh, center number one for me. Okay, two more topics before we get to people's questions that we're going to cover here, or at least two, maybe three. Are you going to cover any of these guys? 
Uh, I feel like I'm getting a headache talking about all these guys. I, I got so many I just, You know, offensive are line. You, are, you running, are you running this thing? Are you just running this I'm thing? I'm quarterbacking. I'm quarterbacking the podcast. I want some opinions from you in this thing. Well, you're going offensive line. You know how I do offensive line. Ask me in the late February. I'll handle up on that O-line. So, I, I got a question off Twitter, though, that someone asked for you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm ahead. ready for it whenever, okay. whenever you want to no, do no, it. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. But we can also talk about these linebackers. Yeah. The local wide receivers. And the tight ends. And the tight ends, again, you're going to get a headache because I'm just going to be watching you work. That's what right, I'm working on do, this week. Right, do, the local, do the local wide receivers. Because you, last night at JC1053... I fell in love with another player. It's what I do. So it, does this does this happen on a nightly basis for you, by the way? And if you follow no, not Twitter, nightly. Sometimes, oh, it, sometimes uh, I'm watching I these players like and I hate them all. Oh yeah! Sometimes you get a night where you're like, "All right, here I go. I'm going yeah. through. This guy's supposed to be good." You never tweet about go. the hater guys. Is that because you don't want people to hate you? No, I tweeted about a hater guy yesterday. I tweeted about a guy that I don't see it with that other people do. Oh, uh, yeah, the quarterback. Utah corner. Utah corner. Yeah, I don't see it with that guy. I see people talking about first, early, second round, and I was like, "Yeah, maybe in the third, maybe." Uh, there's guys that I don't see it with that other people do, okay. and I'm cool with that. Yeah. Uh, the local wide receivers. To me, Jalen Rager is the best one. Okay. At least as a prospect, mm-hmm. because Jalen Rager at TCU is one 5'10", of those guys. 196. Yeah, he's burner, mm-hmm. but he doesn't play like he's 5'10". Mm-hmm. He's not one of these 5'10 Big guys. Big time punt returner, by the way, right? And he's, and he's 5'10", but he's yeah. not running down the field like, all right, let me wait for it to fall to me. Jalen Rager will go get your football. Yeah. And then good after the catch, electric speed. Uh, he's He'll like be a run- my top local guy. He's like a running back with that ball in his hand. Oh, man. he's nasty. He is very nasty. You know, nasty. I, the thing I liked about him is the burst, the lateral quickness. Catching the football, playing on the move, body control, balance—all those things you got to appreciate about his game. You see, I, I a, also think he not goes. a slot, not a slot guy only. No, heck no. no. Put him wherever you want. Put him on the outside. Let him Put go. Put him wherever you want. Now, okay. Uh, well, I guess technically, um, does Oklahoma count as local? Because then CD Lamb is the top local receiver. Yeah, you know, he's my top receiver. He, period. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll, we'll just talk about the the guys that are in our backyard. In okay, our, in our state. In our state. Excuse me. The sleeper. Denzel Mims is my guy now. Baylor. That's my guy. Denzel right. Mims is my Tell guy. Tell me about him. Okay, so Denzel Mims, let me get to the notes. And I'll just I just will read notes verbatim. <laughs> none, Senior, of this, none of this on your memory, huh? Not yet? Not burned in your Oh, no, memory. I can do it. But oh. I, I, I think if you read the notes verbatim, and the notes will tell you. Did uh-huh. I like him as much as I'm thinking I oh, liked him, or did I not? Oh, this is kind of like our defensive end from, uh, from Penn State. Yeah, where it's like, I kind of like yeah, him. Yeah. You go to the notes, you're like, oh, I really oh, like yeah, him. Oh, yeah, he should be a first-round guy. Denzel Mims at Baylor, over 1,000 yards, 12 touchdowns. He was also really good even as a true sophomore. He's a senior now. So he's been productive for quite some time. 6026, 206. So he's almost 6'3", he's 206 pounds. Movements off the line, shifty and violent. Decisive movement. Okay, real quick. Describe violent to somebody when you're talking wide receivers. Uh, So with him, when I'm watching him come off the line. I mean, is it slap, push, I mean, mean, slapping hands. And kind of rip, too. Kind of push you out of the way, guy. A bully. I like to call that a bully. It's one of the things where I also think that will probably have to improve because he can do the same thing kind of down the field when guys are trying to get hands on him. Where... He'll kind of play it where instead of trying to evade a guy, it's like I can just rip right through this contact and run through it. But I was surprised how well he moves at 6'3 and over 200 pounds. But I think he moves really well. Uh, he's able to beat press coverage, has some stick to his movement. You know, that foot goes in the ground, yeah. we're changing direction, and sure. we're on our way. Yeah. Doesn't mind contact in his routes, plays through it. Needs refinement as a route runner because he's at Baylor. Uh, <laughs> but at the senior bowl, he looked good running routes. Yeah. So I think that really helps him. Mm-hmm. Pro coaching a little bit there, huh? Uh, yeah. 
Plays aggressively when he's blocking, long and strong, deceptively good mover, quick when he shakes in his routes. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. He's a hand snatcher, great sideline awareness and length. Okay. He did drop a game winner on the goal line oh, against Texas Tech, no. but they still won the game. Yeah. They kicked the field goal to go no. to overtime, there and he go. made a big play in overtime. There they won go. in double overtime. Yeah. But Denzel Mims, I'm, I've got him comfortably in the second round. So people who have him on day three, mm. I don't see that happening. So you're so he's going so, on day so two. So media scouts that have him in the third round or the fifth round or fourth round, whatever. No, he's going on day two. Going on day Denzel two. Denzel Mims, Baylor. We're going to call on his two. name on day two. We're going to call his, da- his name on day two. Okay, where does he? Is there a grouping where he kind of fits in with the other wide receivers that we've talked about? Is there a grouping that we can look at? Do you have that? I've on got the, him on that club sandwich board of yours. I've got him, Lavisca Chenault. Ooh, Michael Colorado. Pittman. Oh, and, no, 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 no. And no. Brandon Ayuk, all in the same group. A lot of people love this Brandon Brandon Ayuk, by the he's way. He's just good after catch home run hitter. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I trust him as much. He's at the back of that group for me because yeah. I don't know if I trust him as much on a play in and play out basis. Yeah. But when you get him the ball, he's yeah. going to make something happen. I like Pittman, too. I watched him today. Oh, I thought you said, oh, no, when I said Pittman. No, no, oh, no, in a good. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I, yeah, don't, again. You know, the, the guy that came to mind for me for Pittman. Uh, was a guy uh, Anquan Bolden? You know, remember him back in the day? I mean, he was yeah, a guy at Florida. Different builds, different but, uh, no, sizes. no, no, no. I'm just saying, a guy that people are going to say doesn't run well enough, right? But he catches every damn ball. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, Bolden was six one. This other kid six three, six I think. four. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know who Mims kind of reminds me of? I'm doing this off the top of my head, but I don't care. <laughs> like uh, Brandon Marshall. Ooh. Somebody like that, Oof. where it's like it's a lot of size, but Oof. he runs well enough. He'll Oof. take the ball. He's physical. Hope he yeah. doesn't end up on seventeen teams. Yeah, well, you know, unless he wants to go to seventeen teams, yeah. I think that's up to him. Got gotcha. you. Uh, let me see other local guys. Tell me what you think of Devin Duvernay. He was kind of unheralded coming into this year, but Colin didn't Johnson know, gets hurt. He has didn't know a catches. whole hell of a lot about him. Built honestly. like a running back, and then all of a sudden he's like my alma mater, LSU. That when those opening, you know, opening weekends, you know, second weekend of the college season, he's catching a million balls, and yeah. nobody can cover all those great corners at LSU. Nobody could cover him. Yeah, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah, and that he got my attention then. And then if you watch him play throughout, there's a lot of teams that had problems with him. He was one of those, uh, you know, every game it seemed like he was catching eight or nine balls. Every game, yeah. So yeah, I to me, I I am all for him. I I I just think there's a, a, a lot of these receivers, and you know, we could talk about Duvernay, we could talk about uh, Porsche from SMU as a guy, you know, that you, you might want to get into about that. But these guys that go out there, and even when even when defenses know where the ball's going, they still don't stop guys. Yeah, you got to respect guys like that. I think Duvernay fits into that category. Yeah, I think he'll make somebody a nice slot player in the NFL, yeah. right? Yeah. That's probably where he's going to end up. Yeah. No, now you just pigeonhole the guy. Well, that's where I'd put him. Yeah. Where are you going to put him? You going to play him outside? You know what? I, if the guy's going to go make plays, I'm going to go put him where he can make plays. No, make plays in the slot. That's yeah, where he's okay. going to make his plays from. And the wide receiver whisperer has spoken. Uh, Colin Johnson at Texas, too. He had a great senior bowl. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten through his tape Been yet. banged up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hamstring injuries and yeah. stuff. Here's another guy that, you know... Coming into the year, probably was the number one, the number one rated senior wide receiver, and then now you've got the Lambs, the Judys, the Rugs, the Higgs, the uh, Higgins, the Chenaults, you know, Rager, those guys. You've got, you got. Well, those are your underclassmen. Your well, I'm, I'm sorry, seniors, yeah, you're, no, you yeah, you're senior, Ayuk, right? Okay, yeah, I was, looking, I was looking at my list here. That's yeah. right. 
Yeah, Ayuk would be. The, I'm sorry, Ayuk would be. Yeah, he was. He was above Ayuk. Yeah, you're right. The other guys were the juniors. I always make one mistake in these podcasts. God, I hate when I do that. I was just reading the receivers. Yeah. I looked over. Oh wait, they're all juniors. Yeah, <laughs> dumb. That's why they're at the top. Dumb. Early yeah, declaration. Exactly. Yeah. What'd you think of Prochet? SMU. I, I, that's another one. I, the thing I, I like him. I don't love him like I love some of the other guys. What do you not love about him? I don't know how explosive he's going to be. Like to me, he was. He's. He's dependable. He's smooth. Yeah. He'll catch everything. He'll make some spectacular catches. But I don't... He's got a good catch radius. To me, everything I kept coming back to with him was sort of reliable. Does everything right. Like, he comes back to the ball. He's going to find a hole in his zone. He's he's reliable. I think the thing that's the most fascinating about him is that he runs all day. He never stops. That... That offense they play in and over at SMU was fast-paced. Uh, you know, they attack you, and it was catch the ball, throw the ball back to the referee, line up. Catch the ball, throw the ball back to the referee, you know, line up. That's where, you know, I think Bouchelle, the quarterback at SMU, did a really nice job of getting him the football. Another one of those guys that had, you know, every game you knew he was going to catch eight, nine, ten balls, <laughs> and there's no way to stop him. I, I think there is something to a guy that is that reliable, that can they can run routes as well as he does? I I, I feel like that to, somebody is going to get a guy that will be a difference. This is a perfect Pittsburgh Steeler draft guy. Yeah, because Pittsburgh always finds the guy. They got my guy Deontay uh, Johnson. Yeah, they took they, my guy. They always got a guy or two that you go, huh? Why they pick him? Washington? Why they pick yeah. him? And then the next thing you know, he's catching. That's what's going to happen. Prochet's going to turn into Terry McLaurin. It's going to be a guy that I watched last yeah. year that I was like, oh, he's yeah. just, you know, he's yeah. solid. And no, then it turns it, out it's exactly. like, oh, that works. Exactly. That's that's what he's going to do. You're right about that. Uh, is there any other local receivers? That's the last one that I had, at least for where I am in the process right now. Uh, we talked about Rager. We talked about Prochet. We talked about Duvernay. Uh, I think you kind of got him covered. You talked about Mims. So, Yeah. You haven't done uh, Quandry Davis yet from no, Texas A&M. No, I've okay, not watched Okay, well, that's, him yet. that's a, that's a down-the-line guy, too. So, okay. I think you got him covered. Last things that we have before we get to questions, Brian, that we had scheduled today, linebackers yeah. and tight ends. Which way do you want to go? Let's go with the tight ends here, if we could. And All right, well, then let me just turn this way. Go you, you, interview you, you, mode. Brian, you, you, tell me about these tight ends. Yeah, and, you know, I— First-rounder in the group? Yeah, I think that, you oh. know, people, people are, you know— Coming out of the Senior Bowl, people were talking about this 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 Adam Troutman from Dayton as being the maybe the first tight end taken. Small school man. Well, small school man. You're not going to catch a bounce house in the end zone like you would Ali Marpet at, Dang it. at uh, Hobart. North Carolina but A&T, Tariq Cohen But Cullen you're going to be playing at a... It looked like to me. It looked like to me you were playing at Dayton Independent School District Field. That's good. You know, That's so good. yeah. So, but I... Adam Troutman, I, I think there's a lot to like about him. If you're the first, if you, the, your first exposure to him was the Senior Bowl, good for you. It's it's a shame that in the game that he didn't get more opportunities, but in practices he was outstanding. You you could tell he is the best player on the field. It's like Dallas Goddard. We were watching yeah. that North Dakota State film. You know yeah. that film, or was it North Dakota? North, uh, he's, the, he's a jackrabbit, right? It wasn't North Dakota State. He wasn't the ones who no, won the no, national no, no. championship. Yeah, he's all the, the time. it's North Dakota. Yeah. So yeah, you could tell that he was the best player on the field. And this is the same thing with Troutman. He is he you know, they line him up in line. South li- Dakota State. South Dakota State. There you go. 
I said North Dakota, right? Yep. South Dakota State. There you go. But yeah, the, to me, it's one of those things where you, you watch this kid play. He plays in line. He plays at a wing. He could. He could. You know, when he gets through his block, he could really make things happen. He can make. He could get movement off the snap because of his size. Again, the people he's playing. But in the Senior Bowl, he showed that he could block guys that were, you know, the same size as him. So he could be a matchup problem. He's a bully as a route runner. He'll push. He'll shove. He's bigger than everyone else. He takes advantage of it. He'll adjust the ball wherever it's thrown. He does a great job of extending for it. He tracks it. He goes and gets it. There's some suddenness to his game that I like about this guy. You know, at 6'5", 251 uh, is his height and weight. He works well in tight spaces. He catches the ball well along the sidelines. And he's a natural catcher of the ball. So I can see why people like him. A lot of people have this Cole Komet from Notre Dame as a guy that might have been the first guy taken, but you know he's a four six eight guy. But I didn't see a guy that played to that time speed. I, I did not. I saw a guy at six six two fifty five. He'll catch it in his hands. He'll extend to make plays. He's he's nice on routes that are underneath. I saw more underneath stuff with him than I did. Maybe I need to grab some. Watch Georgia and USC as a couple of games. But they like to bring him in motion and use him as a blocker. I would not say that's his best trait. But then again, Brian Broaddus needs to adjust his mindset. <laughs> and now about tight, and now about tight ends. Because every time I want to say, oh, complete complete guy, he's not a blocker. He's not a complete guy, blocker. Now, they, they, who, who, who really, really? I mean, Kittle. Kittle can block. Kittle can block. Is that about it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's there's, about probably, there's some tight ends in this league. I mean, we, we talked about those kids from Iowa yeah. last, you know. Hawkinson, Hawkinson can block. Fant, those guys. I mean, you know, yeah. But, but that's what I'm saying. These guys, maybe we need to kind of ch- change, or I need to change my attitude about these guys. So the Washington tight end, Hunter Bryan, is a name that I've heard a lot. Yeah. And when you just look at his numbers, the yeah. dude, his three years in college, 15 yards per catch, 21 yards per yeah. catch, 16 yards per catch. That seems fun. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. And people argue with you that Hunter Bryant, of the again, there's a lo- the law firm of Bryant and Bryant. There's a Bryant at uh, Fort Atlantic? Harrison Bryant. Yeah, so yeah, the law firm of Bryant and Bryant at tight end. This this cat Hunter's at the University of Washington. Six two two forty four is his height and weight. He's six uh, four six three in the forty, but he doesn't play like your traditional tight end. Like I say, that's why your numbers on the average are, are going to be high. He's not going to line up in line. He's going to play as a wing or an H. I've seen him line up as a fullback. The staff likes to move him around. I've seen him play all these all these spots in different scheme. He's not the type of blocker, though, Jeff, that's going to dig you out. You know, he's not, he's going to go in there. He's going to fit. He's going to out athlete you, is what he's going to try and do. Now, as a fullback on the edge, when they were running the toss and he got to the edge, he, he tried to deliver a blow, but mainly he's going to be more of a shoulder, get in the way, kind of stalemate blocker. That's kind of his stuff. But I, I, I'm focusing in him as a down the field player. Really good athlete with the movements. He's not stiff. He's not tight. He'll play wide, slot. It doesn't matter. He just in route. The ball thrown his direction. He'll. He's got soft hands. He'll extend. He, he, he had a double catch against Arizona. I saw on a, on a flat pass. But other than that, everything was really, really clean about him. So uh, body control, balance. There's a lot to really like about this player. And people will argue with you. They'll say, Broadus, he's not a traditional tight end. Well, I don't think we're playing with traditional tight ends in the National Football League anymore. I where just do you, don't. Where do you think those guys are? Where do you where do you think they get picked? Where are you looking at them? Well, I you know what? To me, they're gonna. I think they're gonna overdraft commit. I think that 
Now, Troutman to me could be like a one, two, and then now we're starting to get into okay, where are you where are you where do you feel about Komet? I, I don't see him as being a one, but somebody will overdraft him. Maybe we get down to the bottom of the board of the first round. Somebody's looking for a tight end and they'll say, Okay, well it Troutman, I think, will be the first one gone. I, I just from what I've seen so now I haven't seen the kid uh, from Florida Atlantic yet. I haven't the seen the other Bryant. Yeah, I haven't seen the other Bryant yet. But the three that I've done, I, I really do like Troutman, Bryant, and Komet as my guys. And I, I, I'll, I'll, I, I'm not going to back down on that about Bryant because I think in this day and age, with the way you play in the National Football League. You make plays down the field. You use your tight end. We're going to see it at the Super Bowl this weekend. The tight ends are going to be a factor in that game down the field, catching the football, not blocking on the edge. Linebacker is the last thing that we have on the docket today. Isaiah Simmons is awesome, and unless you have a pick in the top 10, you can't have him. But other than that, who are some of the top guys? I've seen two of the other top guys, uh, Kenneth Murray, and I'm not done with, but I started watching your guy, Patrick Queen at LSU. Yeah, tell me about Patrick Queen a little bit if you like. Uh, Patrick Queen's kind of old school. Yeah. Patrick Queen wants to hit you. Patrick six, Queen. Six, two, 233 on dude, him. Dude, yeah. he takes joy, and I think a lot of times he'll react really quickly. You know, like, uh, let's take a trap play. Yeah. You got somebody coming across. You got an offensive lineman yeah. coming across. Like, he'll see that coming. And that play's getting squeezed yeah. because Patrick Queen is coming in there like a rocket ship yeah. to try to destroy an offensive lineman. Yeah. So I think he can react well. Uh, I think he's so physical, and I think he's really athletic too. So just those traits alone, because he's not the most reliable tackler. Right. I've seen him miss tackles. Oh, there's some LSU guys that will do that to you. They'll, yeah. they, they'll hit you, and then they'll not make a tackle. Yeah, so yeah. he's not the most reliable tackler, Grand but Dolphin. I bet you those physical traits will be enough yeah. that he gets picked somewhere around the – 20s wow maybe the 30s so maybe a team he might are you saying he might be the last first round player on people's boards yeah i could see that and i can see the same thing with kenneth murray the oklahoma yeah. linebacker okay now uh, with murray I, I i really do like murray a lot that dude can fly around yeah that, that's sideline to sideline yeah and i the thing that the thing that really impressed me about murray was here's a guy that just never ever ever comes off the field you know I mean, he is he is he constantly when you watch him, when you watch him play. I mean, he is just a nonstop motor. I mean, to me, like the 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 football intelligence, the playing speed, the closing burst. He can close ground when working towards the ball. Lateral quickness puts him in position to make plays. Body control, balance. He's rarely knocked off his feet. The thing that might be a problem for him is he could be a little too aggressive. Agreed. He could come flying in there and miss same, a play. Get the same note. Yeah, but I, I tell you what, though, you 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 know he brings he brings ball carriers down in their tracks. Yeah, he is a he is a sure tackler, and he does a great job of avoiding blocks to get to the ball carrier and bring him down. I I six two two forty three four six seven on the speed. He he's going to test. He might run better than that. Yeah, he's going to test really, really well. And you just watch the tape. You watch him play. It's it's play after play. You don't have to go. It's like, no. oh, where is he? Oh, he's at number nine. Oh, there's a play. Oh, there's a play. Blitzer, oh, there, yeah. coverage. Coverage, I, I tell you, the, one, the yeah. one place where that uh, the note you have about can be too aggressive yeah. showing up for me, yeah. or at least a handful of times, is when they're running to the outside, he's going. Yeah. And when there's a cutback, 
he will miss because yeah. he's gone. Yeah. He's he's a really aggressive player, and I think that's the one thing yeah, well, that I'll have to work yeah, on I, is make sure we're in control. I talked about that, the body control and balance, and it should have been more of a it should have been more of a because I talk about the note of him overrunning, and I have that note in my as well. But I, I just really, really like the player a lot. I mean, and but if you want to go another direction, my pet cat in this draft is Zach Braun from Wisconsin. 230 pound edge. Yeah. And I and I I know there's some people who are gonna freak out about being six two, two twenty seven, two thirty. I I know you're gonna freak out about that. But this guy has got some physical toughness to play on the edge. And he's got some strength and he's got some power to hold. Watch the Ohio State games. I mean he played, you know, in the two times this year he played Ohio State and both times, you know, Ohio State's got some quality blockers. And so I mean, he's handling those guys, but he's got he's got outstanding playing speed and quickness. He can really close things down. He can chase the ball from the backside. He's got redirection skill with range because he gets in on plays that you feel like that he's got no shot of making. And he's like, oh, oh, where that? Oh, fifty six. There. He, oh my God. You know, because he he's got that kind of ability. Reactionary athlete. When he sees a play, he can go make it. Uh, I talk about body control and balance. I don't see him getting knocked around or knocked off his mark. He's able to anchor down at the point, plays off blocks to get to the ball. He's got some bend as a rusher. He really, really does. And and you can Wisconsin see Wisconsin just keeps turning out these yeah, good edges they they that got are too really small, good, yeah. quote, too small, and they, then they, yeah, they can but play. They, they play. They play. He can get around the corner. He can make stops. He's best when he can play around the line. I've seen him drop in some zone coverage stuff, but don't do that. Make him attack the ball. Let him run. You're playing he, him at right D end in, in the NFL? Well, I'm no, I'm playing him as an outside linebacker, okay. though, is what I'm doing. I'm okay. playing him like an off the ball linebacker. But we're rushing the passer. Rushing the passer on certain down and distance, but I'm getting after you is what I'm doing with this guy. Any questions from the people today? One more guy, if I rule a kid. Oh, P- people are talking about. Excuse me. No, no, no. Maybe a down the line guy. That, uh, people have kind of talked about this Troy Die from Oregon. I, I, I thought he was a competitive guy. I, I like the way he, he took on the ball carrier and the, the physical toughness not to be moved. He appears to run well enough, but there's some tightness to this guy's game. Talking about a 6'3", 218-pound guy that plays as an inside linebacker that probably should be on, a, on the outside. There's some pop to him, his hands, but he doesn't do much blitzing. So I don't really know, right. you know where he totally fits. But if you hear the name uh, Troy Dye, outside linebacker from Oregon, that's kind of a guy that will be in the mix in that. Not a first-day guy. We'll see if where somebody has him maybe in the second day for sure. Brian, you do a great job of promoting the brand, the Trusted Tape brand, the podcast, by tweeting out before we record. Yeah, for questions. Do the people have anything good for us today? Uh, anything good for us I, today, I need Brian? to. I need to. Well, you, you, I, I thought you said earlier in the podcast, you said, oh, I got a question for you that somebody I had do, for you. I do, and a guy wanted me to ask you about day three wide receivers and so let me uh, I, I should have pulled that up on my oh day three we're we're too early for day three they're all going on day two so, all of but them you think which means one of them will fall in your lap okay so you but you feel like that there's going to be somebody on day three when you get down to it yeah uh justin uh kessler justin kessler thank you for listening justin uh day three wide receivers that the cowboys could target yeah i think that there's going to be names that we might be surprised you're there. Yeah. I mean, it is an NFL where everybody plays three wide receivers. Right. So maybe there can be that many taken. But I've watched 1, 2, 3, 4, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. I've watched 13 receivers 
And if any of them is available with the Cowboys' fourth-round pick, I'll yeah. take them in a so, heartbeat. Yeah. And there's probably going to be eight to ten more names that fit in that group. Okay. Okay. How about our uh, another question from uh, from Derek Wagonick? I think is how you say uh, his last name. I, uh, if I butcher it again, you know that you know the drill, guys, for sure. Uh, uh, he wants to know if uh, Epinesa, 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 God, Epinesa. You might be saying it right. I don't know. That's Epinesa, Epinesa. He, does he project as a left end for you? And how do you see him? Could Probably, he, but could I'll he tell be a guy what, at seventeen? Like you're talking about those tight ends and how the world's Epinesa. different now. Epinesa. I kind of don't care which end you play because yeah. Demarcus Lawrence is playing the left end. Can he play on the right? Absolutely. Could you? Could I take Epinesa at seventeen and pair him with Demarcus Lawrence and feel pretty good about life? Absolutely, because I know I've got two monsters against the run that can also get me sack production. So, do I consider him at 17? Absolutely. Okay. Caleb wants to know, if you decide to address, again, we're getting these cowboy questions here. Jerks. So, uh, but, you know, if you're maybe this is a good question for you. If you decide, if you decide to address your D-line in the front end of the draft, what are some of the names I need to know addressing my cornerbacks and safety depth in the back end of the draft? See, you guys are doing questions for when I'm 300 players in, and that's messed up. Okay. All right, but, but think I about have a that. day job. No, no, we think about this. Okay. That is a question for mid to late February, Brian. But we but think about this though. If we're going to address we okay, if it's a cowboy related question, cowboys are likely and you and I talked about this. The cowboys are likely to address the safety position because there's going to be more names at tackle and end, right? Don't, yeah. I mean the, the quality. Well, so, the quality yeah, of the yeah. the quality of the safety is going to die. Yes. After say maybe after the first round. Yeah. I haven't watched Winfield yet. Yeah, um, I need to watch him too. But to me, if I want to pick a safety and feel really good that he's a step in starter that helps my team, I yeah. got two names on the list. Go ahead. That's what I've got. I got Delpit. Grant Delpit and I got yeah. Xavier McKinney. Right. Uh, and I'm a Delpit guy. Yeah. I'm looking for turnovers. Right. So, like, and that's kind of it. So I could totally see. Now, and then, depending mean on what you, you think about Davis from right, now, which you yeah, from yeah, Cal, which yeah, um, yeah, second, third round, yeah. Um, so I think you see those two names right there at the top, and depending on how you've stacked your first round, yeah. Like I wouldn't say if they get on the clock and they say, okay, uh, our tenth best player is on the board, yeah, and one of these safeties is our eighteenth best player, but we can't get one later. Take the tenth best player. We're yeah. in the first round. Take if you have a clearly better player, take him. But the draft itself, I think, sets up where the safety makes a lot of sense in the first round because I have right now. Let's see, I've got five second round defensive tackles, yeah. maybe six. I've got five second round defensive ends. Yeah, I've got six second second Again, round we, wide we've receivers. Established on this show already that you and day two that uh, that. Will and those guys can leave the room that you can draft in the second round. Yeah, that's I handle what... that for him. All right, but let me the Auburn this. corner in the second round. Okay. His name's Noah. I'll just call him Noah. Noah. Yeah. yeah. Because you got to learn, need... learn how to pronounce that. Ig, Welcome to my Ig, school Ig, of not being able to make these names right. Ig, Igbenogene. Okay. Igbenogene. We'll, we'll, we'll work on that. Yeah, yeah. All right, Auburn let me ask you this real quick. Okay, if Kinlaw and Delpit are on the board. I'll take Kinlaw. I'm, I'm, I have Kinlaw... Com- way ahead comfortably of, higher com- comfortably higher comfortably higher okay if you find out that he's got the knee issue and all that stuff yeah, we'll like go that. Delpit. yeah you yeah, go delpit yeah we're not here for the hurt guy 
Not in the first round. I'm not here for hurt guy. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried about that. But so I it, do think that's the way this thing stacks up is that a lot of your needs can be filled later, especially I would love a second round defensive tackle. Yeah. I'd love it. Yeah. Jordan but, Elliott, Missouri. That's my pet see, cat that's defensive the next tackle, cat, by that's the way. Yeah. Oh, is that your other pet cat? That's my other pet cat. I need to watch him. He's on my list to do today. You know who he reminds me of? Who? This is me learning as a scout. Yeah. I didn't love Chris Jones mm. coming into the NFL. Mm. And Jordan Elliott, I think, is kind of similar uh-huh. where does he do everything right? No. Is his pad level right? No. Does he use his length all the time? No. But he's still yeah. big, strong, athletic enough yeah. to be in the backfield all the time and be hard to block. And it's like, what are you if I get you playing yeah. right? Yeah. A monster. Yeah. So Jordan Elliott, that's my second round pet cat at the moment. Right. But I mean him, Matabike, Neville Gallimore, Blacklock at TCU, even Davidson at Auburn who played end at Auburn. I think you, you kick might him be, inside. I think you might uh your A your uh your A and M defensive tackle. Uh oh, you don't like him? You might be a little high on that one. Oh, that's my guy. That's my guy at initial quickness. Yeah, the oh, initial quickness in the backfield? is good. No, no, no. Pressure it's the good. quarterback? But did you feel like he kind of disappeared some? He was off the field a lot, too. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, I, 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 I watched him against Clemson him. tap out one time. I'm well, thinking, bro, we can't tap out against happens. Clemson. People tap yeah. out. Zeke right. taps out all the time. Yeah. What are we worried about? Yeah. Who's right. your second round D tackles? Who do you like? Let me tell you about my second round yeah. D tackles. Who do you like before we get out of here? Well, I, I think that, to me, okay... I'm more of the I, I I don't I don't think that Gallimore is a first round tackle. I don't either. I think you're betting on upside and traits with him. The production's okay, so not there. He's a fifth year guy. Metabuke, I I think that, you know, there's things about him that you're not terrible, but I wouldn't he's more of a two three to me. Okay. Just looking. Roquan Davis from Alabama. I have not watched him. Yeah. That's more of a that's more of a You sound like more, you don't want a second round D tackle. You I, sound like you don't I, love that group. I don't. I don't, but then again, I got to look at your guy Elliot. Get you some Elliot in your yeah. life. Uh, you know, Futo. Uh, Where you got Futo? Fotu. Fotu. I have him in the third. Where do you have him? I think he's a third round player too. Yeah, he you're not gonna be, get sacks out of him, but he's a he's the, a massive guy, man. Yeah, and he's, he's got a, good movement. I'm interested to see Elliot then because I want to be able to because I've got Brown, Kinlaw, and then now let's start talking about second round guys. Right, me too. Me too, yeah. but I have a lot of second round guys. Which yeah, maybe well, we, I, you we better, know what? Maybe better, I have to go dump some of these in the third round. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go revisit my uh, my A and M kid, I guess. All right, that'll do it for Trust the Tape today. Make sure you're following Brian Broadus at Brian Broadus on Twitter. I'm at JC1053. Uh, we appreciate you, and we will see you next week for episode four, four. of Trust the Tape. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 